Hello, it's Trish and Heather here and we're home design coaches and founders of the Scribble Club. The Scribble Club is an online community for people who like design, healthy and functional homes and are looking for creative inspiration from professional designers. We're so excited to announce our brand new podcast called The Sketchy Ladies. Our podcast is a mix of design and building advice from inside the industry. You'll get simple tips and tricks to help you overcome your design challenges with creative solutions. You'll learn how to create spaces you've always dreamed of but never had the confidence to design. We value beautiful, functional, healthy homes and that's what we're here to help you discover. As qualified designers and busy mums, we understand how your health, sanity and well-being can benefit from a well-designed home. There's no need to settle for second best. Each week you'll get some tips and tricks to help improve the spaces inside and outside your home. Make sure you subscribe to the Sketchy Ladies podcast and this way you won't miss an episode. You can find links to all of the episodes and other goodies at thescribbleclub.com forward slash podcast. The Sketchy Ladies podcast is here to help you create your dream home. Let's make it happen. Welcome to episode 12 of the Sketchy Ladies podcast with Trish and Heather. Following on from episode 9 on kitchen design and episode 10 where we discussed the work triangle and episode 11 where we had Trisha's tips on good kitchen design, today we're discussing the latest technology in kitchen design. And the world of kitchen design has really changed. Today's episode, we're talking about some of the latest innovations and technology to make your kitchen a smart kitchen. The topics that we'll be covering is electrical technology, security, charging stations, sensors, refrigerators, smart stoves and coffee makers, as well as the connections and servicing of all this technology. Trish, things have gone wild in technology and kitchen, haven't they? Oh, yeah. It's fun and it's expensive. It's that planning that's got to come into it. Some of the things that I know we've adopted in our last few kitchens is allowing for that really good lighting. Not only our task lighting, but what I like to call mood lighting. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You can even change colours of lights these days too. Yep. Google's one of the first things that we reach out to. We have one of those Google home screens and I talk to that and say, hey, turn on the coffee light and it's a little strip light that lights up my coffee shelf, which has a beautiful little pull-out shelf and it, it can light those spaces up, but without needing a big bright light. Philips Hue is another one that does it and they can do the colour changing. So how LED strips can change to any rainbow colour you want, which I don't do. I'm not Just go into in the it. Kitchen. Yeah, I'm not into it myself. But the control of our lighting is definitely a huge move and trend towards that in regards to technology. I've got these visions of Mardi Gras with the kitchen just flowing. Oh, <laughs> bright I love red, it. And yellow, and red. <laughs> what, what colour are we today? It'd be That's fantastic. wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, with all this technology, just explain to us when you're talking about your the control, the control panel of the lighting yeah yeah there's a few ways that you can actually do it some of the actual lighting can be done within your whole house system so it can be connected to cbus is one that's been around for a long time so that can be controlled by a device that's a network but then there's also other light switches or a traditional light switch it might be more of a remote control light switch or it's an internet system which might be either google or apple based alexa or things like that we can actually connect those items through the app and your phone uh, yep, on so my you phone. can be driving up and have the lights all turn on before yeah. you're even there so you're not stumbling over trying to find keys or trying to get your groceries oh, through the door. My favourite one is I've snuggled up in bed with my cup of tea and I've got to take back to the kitchen. Andrew's turned all the lights off. So I walk in and say, hey, Google, turn on the strip light and he turns it on. And so not I, that strip light. No, <laughs> no the LED the strip, strip light. strip light. <laughs> To come into the kitchen where I can not fall over things. <laughs> Got to be careful with that technology. I what do. You ask for. <laughs> That's when the rainbow lights come on. Oh, of course. Yeah, Mardi Gras. 
With a lot of these systems, we can preset controls. We can have certain dimmable. You can have a dinner party setting, for example, where it will dim to a certain light level in adjacent areas like your dining room. There's all sorts of programming you can do. A big one is also security. Not only can you have remote access from your phone and pop cameras in so that you can see what's going on in your kitchen if your kids are... Teenage kids at home, you can actually have a camera to see what they're doing. Keep an eye on it. Uh, but you can also control the lights when you're not there. From a security perspective, if you're away for the evening, you can have them come on at the time that you would normally be in the kitchen and turn off. If there was somebody that was walking around the suburb looking to do something nasty, they can see, oh, your lights are on, you're home. Yeah, especially when they see them turn off. That's a bit that's tricky right. too. We've all known those are, uh, older options of the sensor by movement that it's censored and turned on, but to be able to uh, operate that by your phone through an app is the security, that peace of mind, isn't it, that we can keep control of it. We've done all these things without costing a lot of money. These are base level. We haven't brought in specialists to connect all these systems. These are things that can be retrofitted quite easily. And one of the things that we put in is a doorbell that when someone rings it, I actually have a, a speaker up the other end of the house that tells me the doorbell's ringing. And on the screen in the kitchen, I can actually say who's there or I can see it on my phone uh, when I'm not home. Isn't that amazing? It's cool. It is really cool. So just leave the package at the front door. Yeah, yeah. you can talk back to them. It's a bit creepy, but I've had my mum staying once and I saw that she had someone, who's at my house? (laughs) Who's this? (laughs) But we're talking about kitchens, but all of these things are house-based. You need them in the kitchen as well because it can be as simple as if you're away and you suddenly notice the kitchen doors ajar through your security camera, you can go ring somebody, can you go and shut my fridge? I know I've been away for a weekend where something's happened and you come back and think oh my goodness I've lost a whole fridge full of food because somebody didn't quite shut the door properly before they left so simple things like that uh, technology I think you're afraid to tell you too yeah. isn't it nowadays <laughs> yeah, nowadays it probably gives you a personalised phone call you've got the door open <laughs> One of the other big things, I don't know about you, but in our house, charging everything is just a nightmare. Yes, and they take up a lot of space and you've got cords everywhere. There's some really cool things out there now. Some people might have seen the pop-up PowerPoints that you can have in your bench. So you sort of push it and it pops up and there might be some USB charging or just a PowerPoint. Another couple of other ideas that are happening are in drawers. So you might pull a drawer out and you can plug your phone in, pop it away, so reducing that clutter. And another really cool one, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but have you seen the pads that you sit your phone on to charge? Yeah. Yeah. They're actually built in the bench. So in underneath a thin layer of the bench, you wouldn't even know it's there. You just sit your phone on your bench and it charges for you. Oh, I just love that. That's fantastic. (laughs) So many of our our handheld appliances are remote these days too. Blenders and purifiers and things like that can be charged almost like our battery-operated drills where they have to be on a charge dock, but then you can take them off that. So again, it all takes up space to get them charged up and everything seems to run flat simultaneously, doesn't it? Yes. I don't know. It's just the way that the world works. But one thing I always find too is the whole of the family tend to congregate in the kitchen and that's where, for me, you need to have charges and things so that you can pop the kids' electronic devices on charge or your phone or something else because it's near you. If your phone's flat and somebody rings, you need to have access to that. And if you've got your charge dock miles away in the other end of the house, then that's completely useless. More and more kitchens are becoming the central hub and I've even seen kitchen designs where they have a full dock for computers so all the kids can sit up, three computers, three kids sitting up doing their homework, everything's Wi-Fi and charging, all on this single dock that looks really neat and tidy. It just has a flap that folds down over it afterwards so you wouldn't even know it was there no and you can keep an eye on the kids (laughs) so they're not pretending they shouldn't be (laughs) one of the other great things is hands-free when we 
all became very much aware of infection control through the pandemic, sensors became really prevalent because anything that's a hard service, particularly a metal service, can have germs live on it for a long period of time. Sensors, particularly for your taps, is great, isn't it? Yeah, for hand washing especially, so that we don't have to touch anything. And I'm one of those people that deal with the raw chicken and like incessantly washing my hands so I have that option it'd be awesome <laughs> one thing that always makes me smile is when you go into really fancy restrooms in fancy restaurants and things these days and it's all sensitized but the people don't know where the sensors are so they're waving their arms <laughs> around and leaving the mirror going where's the sensor and I'll look and I'll say it's usually got a light or something some of the toilets and things now are all sensor based and it's just really hard to know where to wave so you end up doing this kind of Silly dance. <laughs> You're trying to turn the taps on. I'm one of those people like, how do they do it? Where's it coming from? Or trying to work out how it's happened. I've noticed now at their airports, under the cabinets, they've got this soap dispenser and your hair dryers even under there now. So I think our kitchens are probably going to end up with all that. Absolutely. I think the only limitation on things like that at the moment are just cost. But obviously things where we're not having to touch other things like paper towels and things like that, where there's air drying and there's sensors, that will be the way of the future for sure. You pop your hands into a slot under your kitchen bench and you'll get a squirt of soap and then it'll air dry your hands. It's definitely going to be in kitchens sooner rather than later, That's I would think. That's right. And the other thing we're more conscious of is our environment and what's happening to our waterways. The toxins or the particles that can be in our waters. The water purifiers are definitely another tap or another fixture that's getting fitted to more and more kitchens. They're pretty clever too because you can have purified water, you can have hot and cold water all out of the one tap, all with just different buttons and sensors. And sparkling. Have you seen those? Yeah, very nice. (laughs) Fancy. Yep. (laughs) What you don't see is all the bits and pieces under the bench that have to be installed to make these happen. But at the end of the day, if you're wanting quick access to hot and cold water if you've got kids coming and going or saving boiling the jug all the time or like cold purified water it's a really really handy way to have a like a one-stop shop for all of that that's right and at the sink it might not only be at the sink that you're doing that because it can be very expensive especially those instant hot and instant cold or chilled water they're very expensive taps but on our fridges now we've got taps to our fridges or water supply though water is filtered so it's getting drinking from the fridge as opposed to just straight from the tap I guess it's always a cost-benefit. We call it cost-benefit analysis in the biz, which is just a fancy way of saying if I'm going to spend lots of money, am I going to get that money back in terms of is it going to make my life better? With some of the hot and cold water systems, they can be thousands of dollars. If simply boiling a jug is part of your everyday life, there might not be a cost-benefit in replacing those with something that's instantaneous. However, if it's something that just makes your life easier and you can put it in initially, then it might seem like a small cost to pay in the greater scheme of things. So we just look at the cost and the benefits of what we're trying to install. That leads us to our refrigerators. Now many refrigerators have making facilities and water that's a fairly common thing isn't it that's right the ice making can be done in different forms whether it's a dispenser thing out the front of the fridge or just something that's sat in the freezer the combinations can be different they've also got the temperature controls depending whereabouts in the fridge and what you're storing we've talked about the veggie crispers in the past that's nothing new but they control differently with temperature over time now and you can even select it mine's not a new fridge we've had it for quite some time but we've got what's called ice boost a technological thing that we can just go press a button we want a bit of extra ice (laughs) freeze blast yeah 
<laughs> Sounds like something that kids play on their electronic devices. Freeze blow. <laughs> the touch screens and the TVs. Personally, I've never used one. I've seen them in the showrooms but never really investigated more because it's just probably never been on my radar. Do you have much experience in seeing those sort of products? I've seen a lot of them. I think for me it's a price point. It's this cost-benefit again but with the latest technology what's happening is everything's going to touch screen these days it's only a matter of time before that becomes commonplace i liken it to when big flat screen tvs came in and they were 20 odd thousand dollars for a flat screen tv that you can now pick up anywhere from 1500 dollars to 3000 for a good quality one and the technology's change fridges are very similar you'll have a base price for a fridge and then all these add-ons at the moment can be very very expensive but what we will see in the future is touchscreens that talk and we've already got this now it's just at a higher price point where it tells you all about not only the temperature inside your fridge and lets you control it it tells you what's in your fridge so you can be shopping and access your touchscreen via your phone and it will say oh you've got i can't remember if i've got carrots or not well it will tell you isn't that just the most <laughs> look fantastic. at the camera in the fridge to tell you yeah exactly. and how many's left yeah <laughs> i've even seen one that connects with technology so if your kids are in other rooms it can tell you what they're doing do you think that's a bells and whistles type thing that'll fade out? Well, I think it will come into its own with practicality. We want to limit food waste. A lot of the problem with fridges is the temperature control, whereby you might accidentally freeze something in a fridge that's not supposed to be frozen or you get food waste. It will be more about having microclimates within your fridge that you can control more readily to reduce food waste and also it'll be about making it more serviceable for you. You won't be making shopping lists anymore because you'll just be at the supermarket, look in your fridge and go, oh yeah, okay, I need A, B and C. Mm. And also along the lines of hooking in with your phone so you're having a conversation but it's coming through a picture on your fridge. Oh, that's bizarre. <laughs> the little Google Home thing that we have, I can actually just call, I'll be getting dirty hands and I'll just call my husband and say, when are you home? Dinner's ready. That's <laughs> pretty cool how these communication things are coming together. The craziest one I've seen lately though is a smart stove that's got access to recipes. So you don't need recipe books anymore and it will also go into social media accounts so you can search whatever it is that you're thinking about making and it will miraculously come up with... Close <laughs> <the> my mind. <laughs> <laughs> come up with your recipes. Technology will come into being where it's making your life better or taking a need for something out. So it's making it, it's systemising something or making the process easier. You talked to me about your stove. It's got something really fascinating. Yeah. Making bread. Have you heard of steaming in no. ovens? Steaming is adding a, that extra moisture into the oven itself and one of the things that you can do with it, especially in a colder climate like in Tasmania, we can't prove our bread very easily. We need a warm environment. I've been known to sit on the couch with a loaf of bread on my lap trying to warm it up to improve. <laughs> it took hours. But in the oven, it actually has a preset dough proving system. So we've got the steaming in there. So it keeps it moist and it keeps a warm space. It's enclosed and just proves my dough in 30 minutes. It's awesome. You're going to butter in the oven, literally. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. No. No. <laughs> Just got my bread. Pr- I know that there's other things like steaming vegetables because it's a healthier process to deem your food because you're locking in the nutrients. There's a big move towards healthier cooking and more efficient cooking too within our appliances. Not to mention cleaning. Pyrolytic cleaning is something that's been around for a long time now, but it's becomes a standard. So it's now been in more and more models at the lower price point and it's where you crank up the heat of the oven to quite a high 
point and it's controlled by the oven's systems and set up. It literally incinerates everything inside your oven and then you just vacuum it up. No more toxic materials like cleaning, the the horrible products that we used to have to put in to peel everything off the outsides of the oven. It's just being done through a technique which is high temperature. Yeah, that's right. And it gets very, very hot. There is some things that you've got to be considerate of is with the kitchen to the joinery design that you, there's a chance that you might damage the product around it. It's something that you definitely monitor. You don't go and crank it up and leave the house for a while. It's something that you need to be around. The safety side of it is too. We've got self-cleaning ovens and we've also got defrosting refrigerators and freezers, self-defrosting, so <laughs> cleaning. There's lots of technology that's really helpful to us and one that a lot of people love is coffee makers. We've now got programmable coffee makers. Yeah, I know. And that's something that I think is cool that you can actually program your coffee i think this has been around for a long time but this is more digitalized and personalized to the individual you can actually have your own profile it might be trish and in there it will tell you i like a decaf and i have it as a long black or extra long black or a short black that i might add my milk to or how extra frothy you want your milk heather they're customized to suit so profiles are a big thing but then also the bluetooth coffee machines now that one i just can't get my head around <laughs> Are you dialing up on your phone or your Bluetooth and you would like your special latte and magically it appears as long as you put the cup underneath before. And get the milk out of the fridge. And <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really compute for me, but I think it's just one of those little cool tricks that they use in a marketing format. I think in the future, everything is going to be a chip technology or computer technology. I mean, everyone's got a phone these days. So it's all this smart technology is relating back to what can I use on my phone. There's smart apps and connectability so that we can program everything remotely too, which is fantastic, isn't it? That's right. My Thermomix, this is a new one for you. It connects to the internet. So we have all our recipes available. We can actually go in and program our recipes for what day we want to be cooking that meal and also generate our shopping list so it'll connect through to Woolworths for us generate our shopping list I can either do that on my laptop or on my phone or on the Thermomix itself oh my goodness they're not just a expensive rice cooker (laughs) (laughs) we could talk for hours on a Thermomix (laughs) well I could you wouldn't (laughs) there's so many things that we can build into our kitchens going back to one of the really fundamental ones is lighting that's really critical in a kitchen because The difference between tasks, so maybe we just touch base on what the differences are. Task lighting is very much about you doing a task under a certain light, isn't it? Yeah, you want to be able to see what you're cutting. If you're dealing with a sharp knife, you want to see where you're cutting and you're not cutting fingers (laughs) to just doing some writing or filling out the grocery list. If you can't see that very well, then that's a task operation. As opposed to perhaps our other lighting that is specialised lighting for certain parts of the cabinetry. That's more of a decorative lighting. And that may be a part of a task. You have some under cabinet lighting which assists you when you're casting shadows. You might have the good task lighting behind you but you're casting a shadow over the bench or the overhead cupboards that's strip lighting under cabinet lighting that's just low level light that can provide you the ability to go and make a cup of tea where you don't need that bright light or you just got up from watching a movie you might not want that bright light that can be an in-between light and then you have what has become a bit of a trend i'm not really into it but it's something that you put in under your cupboards down at the toe kick down close to the floor again a strip light that can light up the space of the floor and again a bit of a mood lighting i've seen them 
particularly used in fancy bars. They turn the lighting right down and all of a sudden you've got this illuminated strip at the bottom. It's very fancy. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you haven't got very nice shoes on, it highlights it. <laughs> the other part of that is the mood lighting that you touched on. Mood lighting is very much about creating an ambience or a feel and that can change dramatically with the level of light. But obviously we don't want mood lighting when we're doing prep and food tasks but if you've done all that and we're entertaining we might want mood lighting where it's a much lower level of light and it creates a warm cozy feel for a room as opposed to harsh bright lights that we might want to be doing chopping up yeah the gone are the days of the fluorescent tube lighting on our ceilings we want those lights located to where we need them and to the feel of the environment that we're using some of the other technology that might be coming up in the future i had a friend that used to work for philips and what they do, they actually put a matrix together of clients and what they might want in the future. And so they were things like, we no longer have televisions, they become our artwork that then changes into being a television. Now, this was many, many years ago. So there's lots of things that will be coming up in technology and technology is changing so quickly that we need to keep up with it. A lot of things will need connections. Some of our practical connections for certain things will be things like water, power, that sort of thing. But some of the other connections will be Wi-Fi. So if you have a home that doesn't have Wi-Fi, a lot of these technology things won't work, will they? No, that's right. You do need that connection to the internet to run, right down to servicing. It was something that we talked about in regards to the provider, the company that have developed the fridge, they can access remotely and, and check the servicing of the equipment and the appliances. And that's one really fabulous thing. If you've got a fault or an error, they can log on and with your chip identify what your product is and have a look at the circuitry. Everything these days is like a little mini computer chip inside. If it's electronic and got bells and whistles and flashes, it's all based on the same sort of technology and they can run programs on that to identify what's not working and often can either remotely fix it or give you instructions on how to fix it. So that's a really big thing because we'd all love to fix our own things easily. We'd not have to call technicians. <laughs> it's time out of our day. Also, we've got to set all these things up. You would hope it's plug and play. But yeah, <laughs> not always. Sometimes well, it is. But not always the yeah. case. Something that we haven't touched base on and I'd like to bring into the game is the, power, the supply of power. But there's a big move in regards to disability access in our kitchens and it's actually providing benches that move up and down or overhead cupboards that sort of open and drop down so you can reach them, especially if you're in a wheelchair. And I guess what's behind that is just phenomenal. It's so cool. But it all works around the Australian standards in regards to the accessibility of it. And it is powered. So it does start costing you more money like any of this technology. But yeah, it's a really cool development that we're seeing more and more. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Again, it goes back to that ageing in place whereby if we're less mobile as the older we go, then it gives us the ability to stay in our homes but with a bit of technology. It's super cool. It's providing access to anyone of any ability. Well, I'm so excited about what is going to develop in the latest technology and luckily we've got some technology experts that we're going to bring into the Scribble Club to tell us even more about all sorts of environmental things and practices and it's going to be very exciting to see what's at the cutting edge. I mean, we are in the industry and it changes all the time so we go to trade shows and things like that to see the latest and greatest things coming up but there's so many different facets that we really need experts in those areas, particularly of energy efficiency, etc., to come in and help us talk about those things. Part of the Scribble club is giving you education about all the latest technology isn't it Trish? That's right and it's also knowing the knowledge behind it so you can talk to professionals when it comes to talking with them about how that can come into our homes. Within the Scribble Club any thoughts or what we can provide our listeners? 
Oh, absolutely. So not only is it our industry experience and yours particularly, Tricia, in terms of kitchens, it's just amazing the level of detail you go into your designs and thinking and thought process and planning and also we have technology experts and not just technology experts but experts in all sorts of different fields that can help you through your process so it doesn't matter where you are in terms of your design or your build or renovation anything to do with design you can really pick up some industry tips that will help you save you money just give you a really good background to anything that you're wanting to design in your home because we're really trying to make your home even more healthy and more technology based and better for your lifestyle. That's right. And so we just want to say thank you for tuning in with this episode of The Sketchy Ladies. Please jump onto the scribbleclub.com and join us for our next episode. This episode was brought to you by The Scribble Club, our signature group coaching program to help women design beautiful, functional, healthy homes. Check it out at thescribbleclub.com along with so many free resources to help you design and deliver the dream spaces in your home and get the results that you deserve. If you loved this episode, please don't keep it a secret. Share it with your friends on social media and tag us at The Scribble Club. We love hearing from our listeners and seeing your reactions to our episodes. We'd also love for you to leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us grow and improve our content. It also helps other listeners to find our show. Have a wonderful day. We're the sketchy ladies and we're behind you all the way.